Welcome to this week's edition of the Speaking Artistically podcast. We enjoy talking about arts and entertainment in Edmonton, inspired by the weekly Taproot Arts Roundup curated by friend of the podcast, Fonda Mithrush. We are produced by Bottom Line Productions and published by Taproot Edmonton. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm Kate. I'm Katie. And we're Speaking Speaking Artistically. Artistically. Welcome to Speaking Artistically, episode number one. Hey, everybody. Let's get right to it. The Citadel Theatre is presenting six, big giant brick theatre in town, the main house, the one that's been around since 1975 in its current location. How do I know all these things? <laughs> Did I used to work there? Maybe. This is this is quite something. This is the lone Canadian stop of this British hit cross-Atlantic tour, and then they're going to Broadway. Now, this happened before. How many years ago? Two years ago now with Hadestown? Yes, or, yeah, two years ago. Yeah, it was a, it was a musical that was on its way to Broadway and took a detour, yeah. came to Edmonton. This is not uncommon in Broadway with commercial theater that they try to go as far off the beaten path as possible to work on shows. Um, they don't go to London. They don't go to New York. They don't. Maybe they'll go to Chicago, but not always. They'll go to San Diego. Disney likes to do their stuff in San Diego. And uh, the Citadel and artistic director Daryl Cloran has seemed to have some success these now these last couple of years, enticing these shows to come into the Citadel to remount. Maybe they'll look for something different. Maybe they'll see if the casting works. Who knows? It's I I don't. They don't seem to call it a workshop. Maybe the producers. I, I don't know. Have you ever heard anybody refer to it as a workshop before? I haven't directly heard anyone call it a workshop. Um, but I mean, I'm sure that they are using it in a sense to sort of work out those kinks before it goes and opens somewhere bigger. But I think it's a really amazing opportunity for Edmonton audiences to see something that may have not otherwise come through. And it's also amazing that these big productions are seeing Edmonton as like a place on the map to do that. Yeah, no, it is really interesting. Sorry, I'm interested. That's okay. No, with uh, I was thinking back to Town, and before it came to the Citadel, they did sort of workshop it in Edmonton because it uh, just the music was performed at the Arden in St. Albert. Wow, yeah, like so they the, did some the stuff even before the Citadel. Yeah, right? with local musicians playing all the parts, mm-hmm. and what's the name of the songwriter from that? Something with an A. Uh, an A. Oh, yeah. Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so she was in it, and then a bunch of local like Edmonton musicians were doing all the other parts, and right. that was... like I, I didn't know it was ever going to be on Broadway right. <laughs> when I saw that. It was like, that's kind of a... Just and like it, a fun performance. Well, it's right? interesting you say that, too, because the creators of Six have su- sort of suggested that they don't seem to think that it would have gone anywhere to Broadway either. Mm-hmm. I mean, they came from the 2017 Edinburgh Fringe Festival, mm-hmm. and it's it's that it's that cool, awesome story about stuff that's discovered at a fringe somewhere mm-hmm. and then ends up going on to become this big, giant work. And and, and commercial theater is so expensive on Broadway. Who knows? Maybe it'll mm-hmm. come back on tour with Broadway across Canada, across Canada in some capacity, who knows. Uh, But we seem to be in this this era right now where the current artistic director of the Citadel has this ability and these connections to bring these things over. I mean, previous regimes have tried. I mean, even under Joe Schachter, um, the founder of the Citadel, he had some relationships where he brought 
stuff over from uh, other places where they tried things out here. There was the musical Duddy, which was an original play, a musical. Uh, Kate, tell us about what the gist of it is. Absolutely. So if you haven't seen um, anything about Six, which I think is kind of unavoidable because I feel like it, within the last week it's sort of been everywhere mm. on social media, in media. Um, but it's basically the story of uh, the wives of Henry VIII. So famously, you know, he had six wives and... Um, some of them were beheaded and some of them died and I think two of them he let live or something. <laughs> Essentially, like, I think there's a rhyme that goes with that, but I can't quite remember what mm-hmm. it is. Um, and But it's very much set in modern times and is sort of a cabaret-inspired uh, performance and uh, is inspired by modern uh, pop music, essentially. Um, and the, I haven't yet had a chance to see this show, but uh, the video online looks incredible and all of those women that are singing are absolutely phenomenal singers. Um, they're just like just amazing, and mm-hmm. everything that I've read is just like they're blowing people away. Um, <laughs> there is one Canadian in the cast, um, and I must say she's from Winnipeg, which is you know my hometown. I've heard you from Winnipeg. <laughs> I am from Winnipeg, so you know I think I feel like I don't know you know I, I don't know her, but. If I talked to her for probably three minutes, we would probably find someone in common. Oh, that's that, so that we knew. Sweet. You know, because yeah, two you degrees of separation. Oh, or absolutely. Something. <laughs> we know each other somehow. We just don't know how yet. <laughs> but um, but I think it's also really exciting that there's a Canadian in the cast. That it's this sort of this international production that's coming here, and there's also a um, not totally local, but at least like a, a national absolutely. angle to it. I think one of the really interesting things about uh, six is that it's sort of this iconic story that we all know or we all know to some degree the story of this um, king who killed all of his wives mm-hmm. and uh, most of the interpretations that we see are very much based on uh, King Henry's interpretation of how everything went down. Very rarely do you get to sort of see how what the what the women went but through. The victims gone through. <laughs> what the victims have gone through. Right. It's always very focused on on the king. So I think, you know, these sorts of like historical, huge, dramatic stories that we all sort of know, um, being done in new and exciting ways is is a, is really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I sort of think back to six or seven years ago when um sending the girls burlesque from Edmonton also did their interpretation of it through burlesque dancing and that was another great opportunity to see this like iconic story done in a completely different way and in a a way that you don't expect yeah it's uh i think again it shows that there's a ton of potential to be creative Mm -hmm. with stuff that that we are all familiar with i think some of the best writing comes down to we know the outcome how are we still going to be surprised by it how do we Mm. still get moved by it how does how does the writing, the directing, the performance, and this is whether it's it's film or, or TV or, or theater, how does the story still compel us, even though we know the outcome, to say, oh my God, I'm still inspired it's by It's still this. just as relevant or... Yeah. yeah, which is a really good, fine segue into what we just all saw this past weekend yeah, from the Alberta Ballet. And if you talk about original work... Um, Frankenstein is Alberta's Alberta Ballet's newest original by um, their, their artistic director Jean Gramaitre, and and I love Frankenstein as a story. I'm a big fan of Mary Shelley's work. It was uh, it was not common to see women write and uh, be successful at that time. She was under the shadow of her husband Percy Bysshe Shelley, who was a, a poet, and and I don't don't think people took her seriously with it. And she's writing really re- writing about men. 
And I, I Power think, Hungry Men. Yeah, I think the first edition came out under her husband's name. Oh, really? Um, oh. I, I think so. Hmm. Like, it wasn't always released as hmm. a novel by Mary Shelley, because it, either because it wouldn't have sold or because it wouldn't get published at all. Okay, because, well, let's ask people to fact-check yeah. us. And, yeah, and, you can fact-check that. And, and send uh-huh. it to us through yeah. our social handles and yeah. tell us, uh, let's start a conversation about it. There was a biopic about Mary Shelley out a year or so ago. Uh, and I saw that, and again, I don't know, you know, I'm not going to take all my information from a, you know, a work based on fact. <laughs> but Julia was Roberts good. was in a film about Mary Shelley, but I think it was a horror film. Yeah, this was more like a bio okay. uh, about Mary, not about yeah. Frankenstein. Right, yeah. Okay. But, well, yeah, she was pretty interesting. And and, and I, I remember being deeply moved by seeing this this Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did, yeah. what, tell us about a little bit more about it, Kate. I absolutely loved it, um, and everything that I've heard from other people is that they were totally blown away by it. Um, basically, this it was it's a modern interpretation of Frankenstein, told through dance and um, and classical ballet, um, which, which I loved. Which yes, it, yeah. was, it was beautiful, yeah. and the music was gorgeous. The set was beautiful. The projections were beautiful. It was scary. Um, yeah, like. it, it was really scary. Yeah. Like you don't expect. To go to the ballet and be scared, <laughs> you know, but it was scary. It was and scary, was, yeah. Like, the way that um, Zach, the dancer who played Frankenstein's monster, moved was so eerie and, co- like, grotesque, I guess. Kind of like a horror movie. Yeah, like, like yeah. or German expressionism, in a way, mm-hmm. and, like, very, it was just, it was, it was amazing to see him move like that, and, um... You know, he's a dancer that's like he's very tall. He's like six foot four, six foot three, which is very tall for a dancer. Mm-hmm. He has long, long, long legs, long, long, long arms, and so he moved like a spider around the stage. Yeah. There was even one part where he, and this is sort of like right when he's learning how to move, where he flipped back into sort of like a reverse bridge, like you see the girl in The Exorcist walking down the stairs, mm-hmm. and he walked across the stage like that, and that was just such. A creepy, monstery, monstery moment. Yeah. It was yes. So, anyways, but it was it was a beautiful, beautiful show, and um, it totally blew me away. And I think it blew most people away that that saw it. You, um, what do you think, Katie? About are you okay with me asking about this? Yeah. <laughs> about comparing this kind of new work where Alberta Ballet does it locally here, compared yeah. to what they're trying to do with Six as bringing it to here before they take it somewhere else to. Do we need to spend more time workshopping these kinds of things? I mean, how much workshopping did Alberta Ballet did? They did some stuff at the Banff. Yeah, at the Banff residency, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was really beautiful, and I thought more people should have been interested, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I mean, I saw it everywhere. I knew it was coming, but I don't know if people really recognize that this this is something that's really large and it could be something that they take to other cities and I'm really glad that I got to see it you know in its first run. Um, does does uh, it, it's obviously it's bigger with commercial theater they've got a lot more money invested yeah. in it, perhaps but does do, is it enough to to for Alberta Belly to do this show and then put it on the road in both cities and that's it or Should we be sending this kind of stuff around the country more often? I would love to see this go nationally. Mm -hmm. I think, and and again, I think it's this classic story. It's a classical ballet. It's it's a new representation of it. And I 
I think other people would like to see mm -hmm. it. I think I think it could be successful, yeah. um, Canada wide at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I completely do not disagree with you. Mm -hmm. The um, Rainbow Visions is mentioned in the Taproot Roundup. Is, Arts Roundup is is coming back. It's returning to Metro Cinema now. I yeah. I don't understand what Fonda's writing in that. Did it leave or is it just it's. No, it's um, always it's been there for some time. Hasn't yeah, it? yeah. As as a venue, it's at the Garneau at Metro Cinema. Mm -hmm. uh, it's presented by uh, the same organization as Northwest Fest. Okay. So the nonfiction festival also presents Rainbow Visions, mm -hmm. um, which is a LGBTQ two plus festival. Mm -hmm. um, so they have a, a panel of people that help with the selection, people from the community, um, and it's because. Edmonton didn't have a queer film festival like most other major cities do, uh, and it's it's really good. They show a lot of different perspectives uh, in documentary form. Uh, every year, it's been back. I think it's I think it's maybe four or five years old. It's not a super old festival right. yet. Um, but again, the folks at Northwest Fest they know they know how to present a film festival, so it's good that they are doing it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I read that. Nightmare on Elm Street 2 mm -hmm. is one of the featured films and that it's been labeled as one of the gayest horror films of oh, all time. You know, I heard that too, but I don't I, know I, in what way that's I have true. to go back and watch it because yeah. I remember Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was maybe 11 or 12 when I watched it. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah I've got great parents, everyone. <laughs> but, but I, of course, I had no reference to it at that time. Yeah. So this is, when I read about that through through the Metro... I, I received the e-news from Metro Cinema, and I thought, well, isn't this interesting? It's now become a cult film for that particular topic, for that particular reason. Uh, and I think that has something to do with the actors at the time, okay. who maybe were were only able to work well-closeted um, wow. at the yeah. time yeah. Um, in history and in that genre film sort of part of it. Yeah. I think it was hard to... You know, and then when... Maybe the sort of underlying theme of the film, it's almost ironic when you, if you were that person thinking about um, your own life mm -hmm. and the acting that's involved, mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I do yeah. believe it's followed up with a documentary along that line yeah. of one of the performers who, who was mm -hmm. in it. The, um, going back to a theater and, and another topic in the Arts Roundup is The Ballad of Peachtree Rose, which is at Workshop West. Playwright Theater. It's by local mm -hmm. playwright Nicole Moeller. And it's got, it's an all-women cast, and it's an all-women, it's, it's, uh, it's got, it's designed by all women, and it's directed by women. Now, is this a trend that's happening in art in Edmonton lately? I hope so. The room, <laughs> the, the, being the only male in the room, the, uh, the, the roommate is closing this weekend. Mm -hmm. Again, uh, a, a uh, two strong parts for women um, and uh, directed by a woman and written by a woman. And now we're seeing it again. Now we're seeing it with six. Uh, what are your thoughts on this kind of work? Is this something that uh, we should be seeing more of? Is it just a trend or are we here to stay? I don't think it's just a trend. It's I think trend. it's, it's, I think if, if anything, it's a, it's a art movement, which it, it should be. Um, you know, there's uh, a lot of people, a lot of champions, arts champions in the city that have been working for this for a really long time. You know, like the Skirts of Fire Festival, that's exactly how they started was 
a group of female artists recognizing that, hey, like we are, we're working as actors, but when we're going to auditions, we're being auditioned by men and we're reading plays that are written by men, even though it's about a woman and it's supposed to be about this woman's perspective, but it's written by a middle-aged man. So it just, you know, so those, those, um, those sorts of topics that women are writing about and the female experience, I think, isn't just a trend. It needs to be, it's, it's a movement and it's happening. And it's more authentic, I think. I think sometimes you can see right through something that was written by someone who isn't from the perspective. Uh, and sometimes it's done really well and sometimes you can't tell, but a lot of the time it's a little bit disingenuine, I think. You know? do, do you think that men shouldn't write about women's stories and vice versa? No, I don't think that. Oh. Um but I think that everyone needs to have their own voice heard. Um, I don't think every perspective should, uh, you know, from a woman's perspective should be written by men. But I don't think they can't. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I, for one, am hopeful that it is here to stay. Um, the, we missed about uh, some dance that's happening in town. There seems to be a lot of dance. There's a ton of dance. Um, <laughs> this upcoming week... Good Women Dance Collective are hosting uh, Convergence, which is a showcase November 14th to 16th. Um, And it feels like dance in Edmonton in the last year has just exploded. I think every single week you could go see at least one dance show, whether you're going to see Brian Webb Dance Company or Ballet Edmonton or Mile Zero or Good Women or Shumka. There is a dance show every single weekend in the city. Wow. And it's amazing. Wow. And I don't think people realize that. So go and see dance. Go and see dance. Go and see dance. And go and see film. (laughs) Yes. Go and see theater. (laughs) Theater that's local and theater that's coming from Broadway and then going back to Broadway and theater that's being developed from scratch. Um, And dance that's being developed from scratch. And dance that's being developed from scratch. And movies that are being developed from scratch. Trevor Anderson, is is he premiering at at Rainbow Visions? Wow. No. 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 (laughs) He's included in it, though. He's he's got some stuff. Yeah, his latest film is a sci-fi film called Docking. Um, Adult only. It's sci-fi. Yeah, it's a sci-fi film that... Uh, I remember talking to him. He, he had a hard time even making a poster for it because it kept getting reported on Instagram. <laughs> Why? There's some interesting puppetry. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but he's at uh, uh, Rainbow Visions. But he, uh, I believe his film is, I mean, it was at Sundance. It's made the circuit. Mm-hmm. So um, it seems like he's doing pretty well. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's move on to our one thing. And if for, for listeners who aren't, are familiar with it, it's the one thing that we each are interested in seeing either this week or coming, coming up, up soon. coming yeah. soon. We're not committed to it this week, but it is eventually going to be here, and we want to see it. I would like to see, or here, because it's, it's see or hear, mm-hmm. Yardbird Suites Festival of Canadian Jazz. It's the final weekend. There are some artists coming in from Montreal, like Jensen yeah. MG, uh, John Roney, I was here. Uh, the, we're look, it's really nice to know that there are places to go for Canadian artists to play music, and specifically jazz music. And the Yardbird, it's been around for, since 1957, is one of those venues. And they love coming here, and they speak very highly of it when they are here. So I am looking forward to the All is Bright Festival on 124th Street. Um, it's a community festival. There's music, food, 
uh, vendors, crafty sorts of things, and it sort of kicks off that uh, Christmas season. So if you're feeling festive, <laughs> um, and it's, it's, I live in that neighborhood, and it's just a really nice community event. Yeah. Uh, I also uh, am excited for something I want to listen to. Um, I want to see Tara Lightfoot uh, perform at the uh, Station on Jasper this Saturday. So that's the 9th. Um, yeah, she's a Canadian singer-songwriter. I think she's really good. She's coming back to Edmonton. Um, yeah, she's been here a few times, but I would go and see it again. And where did she say she was from? Uh, I don't know where she's from originally. She's Canadian, but oh, I nice. think she's based out of Ontario. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, Speaking Artistically is produced by Bottom Line Productions and published by Taproot Edmonton, engineered by Bluetooth Productions. You can find links to everything we mentioned on the show notes at speakingartistically.taprootedmonton.ca. You can also stay up to date on everything that's happening by subscribing to the Arts Roundup at taprootedmonton.ca. Speaking Artistically can be found everywhere that podcasts are available. While you're there, leave us a rating and review. You can also get in touch with us on our social handle at Bottom Line Pro. Until next time, I'm Josh. I'm Kate. I'm Katie. And we're Speaking, Speaking Artistically. Artistically.